Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. You know, Viewpoint has a global audience. We're heard around the world, and today we have as our guests two people who understand something about that big world. We're so excited for this father and son team who have explored some very diverse country, and today they're going to tell us about South Asia, from which they have just returned. And you won't want to miss what they have to say. Stay with us. All of us are defined by that place we call home, and home can be the house we live in or the apartment, of course, but it also is the community or the city or the locale that has raised us up. And then there's our country, which is our home country. And all of those homes are powerful influences that define us. But the world is so much more vast than our home. Our experience is limited. It's finite. And on every continent, there are people, members of the human family, who are experiencing the world And each has a distinctive flavor, every place, every home place. But there are some common threads in humanity that you'll discover wherever you go. Our guests today have been on a journey. They're discovering how vast is the world, and it makes them appreciate home too. Mark Shainer and his son Austin have just returned from a trip to South Asia. It's not the only place they've been. They've been on many continents. And I'm so glad they're here to tell us a little bit about how it is they get to explore the world together and some things they have discovered. So, Mark, thanks for coming alongside. Yeah, it's great to be here. And Austin, we're so glad you're here, too. Thanks for having me. Okay, now we're on radio, guys, so nobody can actually see us and gauge our ages. So I don't want to put anyone on the spot, but we'll start with you, Austin. So how old are you? I'm 21. 21. Ought to be young again. I remember those days. Maybe your dad does, too. Mark, do you have some other kids beside Austin? Uh, We have four. Four. And which number in the birth order would Austin be? Austin is number three. He was our surprise. Oh, he's the surprise. Is he still surprising you? He is surprising us every day. And okay. We love it. <laughs> and they're good surprises. That's what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely. You know, I have four and they've surprised me too, but sometimes that smile and sometimes I wonder. <laughs> so I'm glad for your story. And Mark, you and Austin have had the chance to travel to many places. Were you in South America together? Yep, we went to uh, South America together a few years ago. It was an awesome trip. I mean, was that the place where Mark had an injury playing soccer? Yeah, and I think it might have been my fault. <laughs> How so? So what was going on? Well, he was uh, playing soccer, and uh, I decided to be a keeper. So I could just be a goalie and let them score, you know. But whenever Austin came down with the ball, I had to block it. And so he uh, put me on my back and rolled back on my neck. And then that injury got a little worse. Wow. And where were you in Latin America? We were in Paraguay. In Paraguay. So having a serious injury in Paraguay is not the same as being at home, as we say, with a serious injury. Yeah, totally different. I mean, we actually had neck surgery there and had a staph infection and a whole bunch of different things that came along with it. And I know, Mark, you came through that after a journey of healing, and uh, here you are, able-bodied and no worse for the wear. And as memorable as that experience was, it also demonstrates that when you travel, Mark, you don't just travel on a, you know, a professional tour group where you stay in four-star hotels or maybe five stars or even maybe even any hotels at all. (laughs) When you're traveling, you are in the culture. You are diving in with people who are the locals and you've trained your kids up to do the same. I just think it's awesome. Why do you do that? I mean, why... Are you out in the world with Austin? I know your other kids have been with you some too. Why? What's, what's that about? Well, I, I want them to experience the world. I want them to know that the world's bigger than the United States and Canada and Mexico, but that there's a global world out there. And I, I want them to understand the people, to go to the hotels and to stay with the tourists. You miss the people. 
And so it's uh, an opportunity to interact with locals and to get a flavor, if you will, Jim, to understand kind of what's going on in their world. I totally get that. I've done some traveling myself. I remember going to see the Taj Mahal. Everyone wants to see the Taj Mahal if you're in India, of course. It's an iconic landmark. And like the Eiffel Tower or Big Ben at Westminster in London or the Empire State Building. I mean, these are all images that we have in our heads, and it's one thing to go see them. But I remember seeing the Taj Mahal and then becoming acquainted with some Indians who lived there. And that made the experience totally different than just the postcard. I'm hearing you say you'd like your kids to have that same. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you and Austin, having been to Latin America and some other places, have just recently returned from what we call South Asia. Asia is a huge expanse on the map. And sometimes we talk about East Asia and South Asia to differentiate sections of this vast civilization, which has some things in common, each with the other, and geography that spans so much of the globe. South Asia is generally described as India, the subcontinent, and, and extensions of that that go to the east and the west in little directions. And you were in India and Bangladesh, is that right? Yeah, it was. And uh, when we come back, I want to ask Austin about what he experienced there. I know you were playing some soccer in Latin America, and I think you were doing the same in Bangladesh. How do you even have a pickup soccer game in a far place? I don't know. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I wanna see you. Yeah. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Lord, I want to see. Mark Shainer and his son Austin have recently returned from South Asia. They have made it their ambition over some years to explore the world, to understand the diversity of culture and life and the human experience, because when you do that, you can also see your own home differently. In Bangladesh, uh, Austin, I know you played some soccer. Just tell me about that. How, you, you like soccer. You love the game. Uh, it's a global phenomenon. What we call soccer is usually called football abroad. Uh, in Bangladesh, who are you playing with? How's that working out? What are you doing? Yeah, it was an awesome experience. Um, I've been playing soccer uh, since I was a little kid and actually got to play in college. And on this trip, whenever we got in Bangladesh, I didn't know fully what to expect when we arrived. The plan hadn't been told to me, but I get there and find out that we're going to have a three-day soccer tournament with teams from all over the country. Um, and so we're in a little village, and we have a, a barefoot soccer tournament. No shoes at all. No. Everybody's barefoot. Everyone's barefoot? Everyone's. I asked if I could wear shoes, and they told me no. Like, <laughs> we have to be barefoot. It was a blast. Um, a really, really incredible tournament and a lot of fun over three days, and to be able to play with kids who you can't communicate with, but the game of soccer is a language in itself, and to be able to get to know people and just have fun with people who you're meeting for the first time in a completely different culture. So you don't speak their language, they don't speak English? No. How old are the people who you're playing within the tournament? So it was a tournament, uh, everyone was 15 to 20 years old, and it was all teams from different churches around the country. Um, Now, not all the kids were Christians, maybe half of them were Christians, but each team was associated with a different church um, from around the country of Bangladesh. So Bangladesh is a country that is principally Islamic, isn't that right, Mark? Uh, Most of the people live there. Yeah, 95%. 95%, that's the most. (laughs) 4% Hindu, and then some tribal, and a small Christianity. Of course, it's a small country by geography, but it's a huge population. And uh, even if you have a a 1% Christian population, it's still, you know, a huge number of persons. And Austin, I'm hearing you say that these local churches had organized teams and sent them to the tournament, 15 to 20 years old, all guys, any girls playing? All guys, and so it was a it was an exciting tournament. Had some teams with some young teams, all 15 year olds, and there's some teams with older guys, all 20 years old, and it made it really interesting. So are you actually playing, are you coaching, or both? Both, actually. So I got there and was told that I'm going to get to share um, four times. Um, So at the beginning and end of the middle day, and then to start the tournament and the tournament. So I would get to share with them about soccer and about Christ. And then I also got to play on one of the teams. Uh, So it was really special. So let's go to the end first, playing, playing barefoot. How are these guys measuring up? Would you say these are, these are world-class athletes, or these people are just trying to figure out how to play the game? Where are they? Yeah, well, I mean, first off, playing barefoot brought me back to my childhood. Um, to be able to play around barefoot was a blast. Um, and these kids were all over the skill level. Um, but one thing that was in common was their athleticism. So much athleticism. And you could see that they hadn't had a lot of coaching and 
the technical and tactical part of the game wasn't all there, um, but there was so much athleticism. And so as a college player, um, there were some kids who were just as good as me, uh, and it made it a lot of fun. And you were there to help coach them also. You had some opportunities to help them fine-tune the game. Yeah, yeah. So there was four different times where I got to go up and through a translator um, share, and I would begin to talk, talking about a, a different principle that's key to becoming a great uh, soccer or football player for them. And that was really cool to be able to get to share with all the teams. And then I would translate that to what does this teach us about Christ and about life in general? Um, and that was really special to be able to, to share with a diverse group. I mean, half these kids are Christians. Um, many of them are young Christians in their faith. And then the other half are Muslims and Hindus um, who this is one of their first experiences to hear about Christ and hear the gospel. Uh, So it was really special to be able to use this game that we all loved um, to talk about something much bigger, and that's Christ. Some life lessons out of playing soccer. All right, so before we talk a little bit about what you might share, would you say you learned anything from this tournament? Did the guys you were hanging out with, did they teach you anything? Yeah, I mean— there was there was so much um, to be able to learn from them and just to see the joy um, that a game brought to them um, and just to be reminded um, for the small things in life. It was just a, a reminder of throughout all of life, make the most of the opportunities you're given. And these kids were doing that. Bangladesh is a place that's economically disadvantaged. I mean, there's a lot of severe poverty there. I'm guessing that barefoot soccer isn't just a elective choice. It's because most people don't have shoes. Yeah, I mean, that's the case. And, and it was really interesting because um, all of the leagues play barefoot. The high school leagues, everything is barefoot because only a small percentage have shoes. Um, and so it's a disadvantage for the other kids. So to even the playing field, um, everybody plays barefoot. Um, whether you're playing on a, a dirt gravel field or you're playing on a grass field, everybody in the country, Paul, plays barefoot. So it's pretty cool. It's interesting because going barefoot is a great equalizer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter to what silver spoon you were born. When we get out on the field, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. There's a lesson there. When we come back, Austin, I want to ask a little bit about what you shared because you're there in a different part of the world. You're drinking in from the well of experience and, and the excitement, the adventure of becoming acquainted with these uh, young guys on the other side of the planet but you're also there sharing some of yourself. When we come back, I'm gonna ask you about that. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. Silver and my gold. 
Austin Shainer and his dad, Mark, have just returned from South Asia, and Austin's been telling us about how he was part of a soccer tournament in Bangladesh, where teams from all over the country, young men aged 15 to 20, came together to play soccer barefoot, as is the custom in Bangladesh. And Austin, who is a college star, let's say, in fact, Austin, isn't it true as you're graduating from university yourself that your next gig out of school is going to be working with soccer in places to help build bridges across cultures and communities. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. I'm going to be here soon going into a refugee community and coaching teams uh, for these kids who are new to the United States and being able to to use soccer um, to be able to help them and to be able to teach life lessons and to be able to share about Christ. And so it's going to be pretty awesome to use this global game um, to be able to impact lives. And, And you earlier told us that you see soccer as a language. You were in Bangladesh playing with the guys who speak a completely different language. And 
it's hard to communicate if the words are not the same, we don't understand what's being said, and we cannot be understood. And yet soccer was itself a kind of a language. It's something everyone understood, brought people together, and I'm hearing you say your next assignment in life is going to be using soccer as a language that crosses communities and cultures and language groups. While you're in Bangladesh, you're sharing some of the things that are most important to you about life. And uh, Austin, you've already lived a lot of life. You've, you've been more places and done more things than some people will do in a lifetime, and that has enriched your life. But there are some common things that no matter where you go, no matter who we are, uh, we have some things in common. And those life lessons are what you are sharing in Bangladesh, even as you're learning. I know that you're a person who is deeply devoted to your faith, and uh, you stand in a biblical worldview. Is there a passage in the scripture, for instance, that you've been able to merge with soccer to teach, to share, to help people who are interested figure out what you think really matters in life? Yeah, definitely. And, and while I was in um, Bangladesh, I got to do this four times and look at four different scriptures um, that we can equate to soccer that teach us more about life and about Christ. And there was one that stands out in particular, and it was on the last day of the tournament. All the teams are together. It's right before the semifinals. And my team happened to be playing in the semifinals. And so I, I got together and we were talking about discipline um, and how if you want to do well in soccer and in life, you have to have discipline and that you want to win. You compete for a prize. And I read this verse from 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 and 25. It says, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. And after I read that verse, I told all the boys that, hey, today I'm playing to win this tournament. I want to win this tournament. I want to do my best to be able to get this prize. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter which one of us teams wins this prize because it's going to fade. And the only prize that we're able to have that's eternal is found in Christ, and that is hope in him and salvation in him and him alone. And so to be able to share with these boys and many of them who are not Christians, and for those that are Christians, to give the reminder that all of life comes down to finding true life in Christ and Christ alone. And that in life, it's kind of a contest, isn't it? There are competing views and teams and values, and we make a choice on which team we'll play, and we want to play well. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it's all about, is whether you're, you're playing a sport, you want to play with excellence. Um, whatever you're doing in your job, you want to do with excellence. Whatever it is, you want to do with excellence. And it's the same with our relationship with Christ. You want to pursue Christ with all you have, because that's when we find true life. And do you really believe that, Austin? I do. It, it's changed my life over and over again. The more I pursue Christ, the more I find life, and and life to the full. I mean, I love John 10, 10, talking about, you know, Jesus comes to give life and life to the full. And, and it's so true. And the more I pursue it, the more I find it. And it's incredible. It's changed my whole life. So if someone were listening to us today and they're thinking, well, I get soccer, but I don't get Jesus. Does it really matter if I'm pursuing Jesus? Does that really make the difference? Or is this just your comfort zone? What would you tell them? I would say pursue it with all you have. Explore it. Find somebody you know or a church to, to dive into it and to go, is this really where you find life? And that's been the case in my life and many friends who have begun this journey of, of exploring, is Christ truly where you find life? And, and time and time again, it's been, been true for those that I've been interacting with, and, and I believe it'll be true for you. 
And it's true in Bangladesh. Some of those guys were paying attention. Yeah, there were 75 guys and they were all locked in and many of them coming up after me through translators and saying thank you um, for what I shared um, because they began to see, see a life that they've been searching for. Mark Shainer, you were in Bangladesh too. Uh, you were a witness to what Austin's just described. Yeah, Jim, it was, uh, it was amazing to watch your son um, stand in front of the 75, 15 to 20 year olds and not only share the truth about a game, but to treat teach a bigger truth. And so I was uh, bubbling with pride. Wherever you are in the world today, we don't know your story, but maybe you have thought about life as a game and you're not sure you're winning. You're not sure how to play. You're not sure that others play fair. There are all kinds of disadvantages. Maybe you don't have any shoes with which to run on the field and feel like you can't compete. Whatever your scenario, whatever your history, wherever you've been, whatever you've done, I hope you can hear what Austin has just described because all of us are called to play and all of us can win if you'll keep your eye, not just on the ball, but on the coach, on the one who's at the head of the team, and that's Jesus. And if you'd like to know more about how you can learn about life and how you can understand Christ and how you can form your life and allow your life to be formed by the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, give us a call. Just dial this number 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're by the phone. We'd like to speak to you. We want to hear your voice, hear your heart, share a question, share a comment. If you prefer, you can go online and check us out at our web address. It's CBH, that's Christians Broadcasting Hope, cbhviewpoint.org. You can read about the ministry there, and you can also send us an email. We will reply. Or the last, if you prefer, just send me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018. But whether you give us a call, check us out online, or use the post, please let us hear from you this week. And before we go, just take a deep breath and pray. Pray with us, because the very God of heaven is listening. Our Father, today we're thankful for the vast diversity and wonder of this world. Thank you for Mark and Austin Shainer and their capacity to see the world and to learn from it and to share with it as well. We are thankful, Lord, that you have brought us all together in this radio minute, not one of us listening by chance. And I pray, Lord, that we will find our way to be embraced by Christ and to embrace him. Help us to play with discipline, and may we find life to be fulfilling and exhilarating, just like playing barefoot soccer in Bangladesh in a way that gives life. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. May we know him better and be in pursuit of him as he is of us. And we ask this in his name. Amen. Mark and Austin, thanks so much for joining us today. So glad to have you. It's been good to be here. Thank you so much. It's an honor. And we're so glad you joined us, too. And we hope you'll be with us again next week because the Shaner boys are going to be back with us. And they're going to give us some glimpses of other parts of South Asia from which they have just returned. For all of us at the Viewpoint Ministry team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.